I'm Jeff Gibson. And I'm Shanna Paxton. And we are the, the Movie, Movie Lovers. Lovers. Welcome. Hello. To a bonus episode, as promised, of the official podcast of the Gibson Review. In this episode, as a result of a COVID uh, scare, false alarm, as explained in the episode 129 of the Movie Lovers, we had to provide you with a bonus episode of our main event review, which is our review of The Lost City. So that's what we're going to do for you today, as promised. For more information, do check out episode 129 of The Movie Lovers. You'll hear us count down our favorite action movies as well as speak more in depth to this situation. But everybody's fine. Shanna's fine. I'm fine. We're all fine. We're just playing some catch-up work here. So, with that, let's get into our review of The Lost City. Listen, Loretta, we need you to promote your new book on the Lost City. You can't spend your life in the bathtub drinking Chardonnay with ice. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's sexiest cover model, Dash McMahon! You do know you're not Dash, right? Dash is a character I made up. Dash! Oh, my God. Miss Sage, I enjoyed your book about the lost city, and I believe you're the one who can help me find its treasure. I have to respectfully decline. I'm afraid I must insist. Unchain me! That's your seatbelt. Loretta Sage is missing. I'm gonna rescue her. I just want her to think of me as more than a cover model. Let's start living dangerously. Alan, what are you doing here? We're here to save you. I'm certified CPR, I'm certified CrossFit. I have snacks. After them! This is like your book. We're on a Love More and Dash adventure right now. I'm gonna help you out a little bit. Let's go. What are you doing? Don't do that. Oh God, get out of there. This is not a romance novel. Jungles eat people like us. Ah, What is that? Get it off. Please. I can feel I'm sucking my soul. Ripper like a bandit. Don't make that sound. Feels like there's more. Holy mother of God. Uh, They're just sucking on my butt like a big old Jamba juice. We're so close. I could actually find the lost city. If I don't get to this island, my friend and her cover model are going to die. I am driving. Oh, 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 oh. And that is from the trailer to The Lost City. This latest adventure action movie stars Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, Divine Joy Randolph, Oscar Nunez, and Patty Harrison, with appearances by Bowen Yang and Brad Pitt. It is about a reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with her cover model who gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that lands them both in a jungle adventure. 
This film is directed by the Knee Brothers, Aaron Knee and Adam Knee. They are best known for such uh, movies as Band of Robbers and TV show Clark Kent Has Dreams and other projects. So this is probably their biggest breakout uh, project as directors and writers. Apparently they are attached among like a dozen other people who have been attached over the years to the Masters of Universe movie. Shannon, you would know that better as He-Man. So we'll see if that ever comes to pass. But today, they have brought us The Lost City. So when we talk about a movie, we like to first focus on the good, what worked about a movie, what were its strengths, and then focus on the bad, what were its flaws and issues, what might have sucked about a movie, then weigh whether or not the good outweighs the bad, and then discuss spoilers and final thoughts. Shanna, The Lost City, what was good about this movie? I was pleasantly surprised by this film. You never know what you're going to get with a romantic comedy. You don't know if it's going to be lowbrow comedy or more sophisticated. And I thought this was a pretty good one. So you, uh, so you see this as a roman- uh, as a rom-com, chiefly. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it? I know we did an action list, but... Yeah, yeah. I, you is know, it romantic action? I think it, has, I think it has a love interest element to it. Okay. You know, there is an arc to it, but I don't know if I would say, like, the primary driver of the movie is a rom-com element. Okay, that's fair. I guess there's some stereotypical thinking there on my end, where, like, oh, I see a guy and a girl, and they're probably uh, going to get together. So <laughs> I see. I see a Channing Tatum and a Brad Pitt, and I think that something cool is going to happen for Sandra Bullock. Oh. You know? <laughs> She's going to watch Brad Pitt and Channing Tatum. <laughs> I mean, that would be different, wouldn't it? Yeah. So we haven't seen that in mainstream rom-coms or rom action. Just sit back with a Chardonnay and just watch. Okay. We're going to stay focused here. <laughs> this isn't a brainstorming session for the future. It was nice seeing Daniel Radcliffe as something else. I've We always know him as Harry Potter, but it's and I've been watching him in that one show on HBO that I can't recall right now. Oh. The title of... But it's like an anthology show. Is it Miracle Workers? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And so it's nice to see him here. And this is a very funny film. There's lots of different little things happening. And uh, the dialogue is somewhat funny, but I think it's more it's more physical comedy for me. And I was surprised at how wonderful the cinematography was. There's definitely some lovely set design here and there. And the lighting is great. And... What makes this film even better is there's a little bit of realism and truth that helps ground this film that's obviously ridiculous, you know? It's a kidnapping to a jungle to have a, a, that has a certain mission in mind. Mm. What did you think of it? Well, the, in terms of the good, I think the cast is yeah. definitely the good. I, I think that Daniel Radcliffe is awesome in this you mentioned him and i was just looking he has done a lot of work since harry potter he has been very busy yeah but i've only seen out of the work he's done i have only seen 
his kind of gothic horror film, The Woman in Black, and Swiss Army Man. And I guess he had a bit part in Trainwreck, but I didn't remember that. I I have not seen most of his work in the past 10 years. Uh, Playmobil, the movie, is supposed to be a major misstep for him. That was supposed to be pretty bad. Uh, Guns Akimbo, I didn't see. Escape from Pretoria. The list goes on. So, uh, you know, at this point, the assumption is like, okay, he's done plenty to break away from Harry Potter. Yes, he'll always be attached to that character. But here he definitely shows if you haven't seen anything else he's done, like he is capable of more. He is definitely capable of comedy. He's very funny. He plays this rich guy who clearly has some jealousy issues with an unseen sibling. And he wants to do something great and, and kind of carve his own path in a way. And he ropes Sandra Bullock in, who, uh, thinking that Sandra Bullock is the one who, is, uh, who, who can help him, basically. The only one who can help him. I think Sandy Bullock is is good in this. You know, it, when San, San, Sandy Bullock has done a lot of comedy, right? Uh, be it rom-coms, as you mentioned, or others, other things. And um, it's been a while since I've seen her on screen in this capacity. Um, and I think that she's refreshing here. At first, I was like, oh, are we in uh, Miss Congeniality mode here? But not really. As a matter of fact, what I liked about this movie, and there are there's generations of people that won't get this, but this movie and the first act is so heavy on romancing the stone vibes. There is to the point where there is literally a poster and the book tour that says "romancing the page." I think that's the name of the conference, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like just the opening of the movie it's it's so it's like this movie definitely has romance in the stone dna in it and and it knows that Mm -hmm. and i thought that was really cool because who the fuck talks about romancing the stone and you don't see movies like romancing the stone with a guy and um girl on an adventure in an exotic locale kind of uh thing anymore so I thought that was great. And they have excellent uh, chemistry, those two. Channing Tatum yeah. is wonderful. The great thing about Channing Tatum is the dude is not afraid to make himself look like an idiot. Yeah. Physically or otherwise. <laughs> and he is great at it. He is, he is so funny. He's probably the funniest thing in this whole movie. And, and the other appearances by other people um, are, are quite amusing and work as well. I think that's, that's the, the, the main gist of what this yeah. is. This is a laugh out loud, have a good time, fun film. The, and it's well put together. Mm. There isn't really any dead time. Mm. Uh, it follows, you know, certain beats, which is fine. Because mm. then you know when to go to the bathroom. During the movie, so that's fine. <laughs> when you, um, when, when I know, uh, for yeah. the for my fellow small bladder friends out there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fun happening in this film, and I like all the characters too. Everybody has something to contribute, mm. and you know, we know that she's an author, so there's this writing world, and she has this little back and forth of like, should this be happening in the story? Shouldn't it? 
And I appreciate that because later in the film, there's a moment where a new character is saying, you know, what were you going to do? We're on this kind of physical space. What's going to happen to you? It's nice because there's sort of this writer questioning Mm. immersed in a character as well, not just Sandra Bullock writing a book. Yeah, I think I understand what you mean with the hypotheticals and 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 such. And even the beginning of the movie kind of has this uh, this questioning of, okay, how do you write the story and what? How does it go? Where does it go? And and that 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 kind of continues as a thread through the film. Mm-hmm. I, I I definitely get that. Is there anything else you want to say about the movie that's good before we focus on the bad? No, I think it's really worth going to go watch. It's a fun time. I think I might actually ask my girlfriends if they want to go this week mm-hmm. and see it again. Yeah. And yeah, it's definitely one of those movies where you could have a good time with your friends for sure. So, so what was not good about the movie? What flaws or issues mm. did you have? What kept it from being a great film? It was maybe the, the sort of predictability. Uh, while I was having fun and while I liked that there was a little bit of realism and truth grounding the film a little bit here and there amongst the fun craziness it still followed a pattern that was somewhat predictable but it wasn't horribly boring predictable it just it would have done better if it was a little more unique Hmm. Okay. I would say the the movie's weakest point probably is the B plot which is Sandra Bullock's uh, agent or publisher or publicist. Oh, I loved um, her. And she and any time the movie switched back to her and what she's doing and trying to track down Sandra Bullock's character and try to find her. Uh, Sandra Bullock, by the way, happens to have this this uh, fashionable smartwatch, essentially that uh, allows those who are trying to find her to locate her more or less Mm -hmm. anytime it switched back to her it just wasn't as interesting or as good as what was happening in the a plot it was fine and she's funny and she's trying to really do what she can with that material but i didn't think it was nearly as strong as what was happening with Channing Tatum and, and Sandra Bullock or or anything else around that A-plot? Oh, I was perfectly happy with it. I think that we needed that because, you know, we needed to jump around. It couldn't just be us focusing on Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum mm. or even Daniel Radcliffe. We needed that extra element. Mm. And I like that there was this glamorous woman who's very confident in herself who has to deal with things that are not running American time. And what do you she mean has by that? to get to the island and, mm. oh, well, we're closed now. Or, oh, we're not, that flight isn't happening anymore. Oh, and, oh. and I just, I, I enjoyed watching that because Well, she's dealing funny. with a lot of incompetence uh, throughout, essentially, right? Or things that are outside her control. Well, I, I think when she's in America, it's in, incompetence, mm. sure. But when she's going to different islands, different airports, uh, it's a culture shock thing. Mm. Like, that's not your culture. Mm. That's not how that culture works. Mm. So I, I'm amused by that. I didn't really have any other problems with this film. 
Yeah, I agree with you. You have to have a, a B plot along with an A plot. And, you know, traditional writing is the two plots merge eventually at some point during the course of a story. I just didn't think that B plot was as um, as strong as the A plot. And that's that happens a lot. And that was the case here. Uh, you know, anything else that was weak, there's probably like just little moments that are here and there. Nothing too memorable that are weaknesses. You know, it would be more tiny nits to pick with the movie. But I think it, in terms of weighing the scale of this film, I think this is a fun time. You know, you have Batman which was a long, dark saga. And then you have mm-hmm. this movie. It's just, you know, this is the kind of movie that was the reason why people go to see movies a lot of times, just to have a little bit of escapist fun and a laugh with your friends. And The Lost City definitely succeeds at serving that. And I kind of, I you know, I, I had this moment during the first half where I just was like, yeah, you guys are you guys are doing a good job here, uh, fulfilling your purpose as entertainers. You know, you're providing everyone with laughs and a good time, yeah. and that's exactly what this movie does. I would say, to me, the good outweighs the bad, for sure. Not a great movie, but a fun movie. Uh, definitely recommend seeing. I give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, I I would go with a seven as well. Seven out of ten. Excellent. So let's talk spoilers and final thoughts. I'm sure there's a few things that we can hammer out here in this film. Uh, If you haven't seen The Lost City, we recommend you do. And then pause this and listen to the rest of episode 129 of The Movie Lovers so you can enjoy our discussion on action movies and compare our favorites to your favorites but then uh, if you have seen the lost city come finish the episode with us join us for spoilers and final final thoughts we're going to get into a couple twists and turns here starting now okay so i think the biggest most obvious thing uh, we can start with is brad pitt's role in the movie now i don't know how long it took you but it took me only a couple minutes to realize, okay, so he's in this movie because he's going to die. <laughs> Very clearly, this guy is so good that we need to drop the competence factor here <laughs> in our, and, and have our two leads bumble through this. And I could totally see Brad Pitt being game for being a badass, yes. a hunky badass, yeah. if he dies. Yeah. And and that that happens quite suddenly, but it happens. It was very shocking. Yes, I knew that Brad Pitt was going to have to leave the picture somehow. Mm. And I figured it was probably going to be a vicious way. Uh, but I thought, you know, maybe get knocked off a cliff or something. But no, <laughs> no, we're just going to shoot him in the head. Okay, great. Or that maybe it was due to Channing Tatum's incompetence somehow. Basically, it was like Channing Tatum's fumbling and they're not getting out of there as quick as they could. Well, I didn't actually think ultimately it did end up being Channing Tatum's fault. But I, I, you know, I thought that was a possibility. Like you said him getting knocked over a cliff or something. Yeah. I could see that being a chain of events that was caused by Channing Tatum's incompetence. Yeah. You know. So I loved seeing Brad Pitt. I thought, you know, his gorgeous 
wig hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which totally speaks to the character Sandra Bullock fantasizes, you know, mm-hmm. is in her right. books. Uh, totally fits the bill. And uh, him pulling out his hand, doing some Reiki. Right. And then them speaking Latin to each other was just like, oh my gosh, they're going to get married like right now and have babies right <laughs> now. So it was, it was a lot. And then he got shot. So I, I think Bravo, you know, you made us all fall in love and get hot and steamy with this little moment and then took it away, mm-hmm. ripped it away from us. Mm-hmm. Also, a more age appropriate pairing those two. Because <laughs> like Channing Tatum's like, like 10, 15 years younger. Oh, I don't think it matters. Maybe. I don't think it matters. Okay, fair enough. I'm fine with it. It's uh, just funny because that... it's a reverse of what you always mm-hmm. see in action movies where mm-hmm. the older guy has the younger woman. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like she was like looking for that kind mm-hmm. of relationship with Channing Tatum. No, not at character. all. Character, like... He kind of is into her and he gets nervous around her and it's very sweet and yeah. something does unfold, you know? And... At first, I was like, well, this is just like a, re- a work relationship. And, you know, maybe there'll be another book if you go save her. Mm. But maybe they won't. And he was, I thought it, there were little moments where he was like, so I bought you shoes and I got you a cheese stick. And <laughs> yeah. somehow the cheese stick didn't get affected by the heat of the plane or other temperature changes mm. and, and a bottle of water. But, you know, it's, it's recyclable. We've got to make sure we... Yeah, it's it not with glass. Us yeah, take it with us and reuse that later. And <laughs> he like fits it into a bag or something, and I thought that was so sweet. <laughs> um, I also liked, you know, something that we didn't address yet. The grounding element of this is she's just she's lost her husband, and mm. it's very difficult and very hard for her. And I like how in the beginning that's what we've got she doesn't want to see people because she's still mourning yeah. and yeah that's fine that we can i think we can all sort of relate to that on some small minuscule level uh coming out of covid it's like well i don't necessarily want to be around people or a yeah. conference or whatever i personally do but i get yeah. it and i like how it, it it all came to a nice conclusion at the end where she sees the D tribe couple. Uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. the buried at their at yeah, their, temp- the their little temple, their mm-hmm. morning temple. Yeah, and her morning temple, and you know she leaves her wedding ring there, and it was very sweet. It was very sweet. She got it. That was actually was nice. a refreshing twist too, because of course the whole driver for this film is a MacGuffin of yes. some sort of priceless jewels, a jeweled crown. And it was a nice little twist to learn, oh, well, it's not, like, literally jewels. It's um, it's actually, like, puka shells or whatever that the crown is made Rare out of, right? red shells, yeah. And basically, inva- basically things something that's not valuable, you know, or going to make someone rich. You know, maybe the actual find of this tomb would actually be of value. Here's the thing. I don't think Daniel Radcliffe's character was thinking straight. Obviously, (laughs) he could have just been like, he could have just realized, okay, sure, it's not going to be this treasure treasure. Yeah. Obviously, Sandra Bullock has made a lot of money off of lovey-dovey stuff. I will try to make money off all of this lovey-dovey stuff. And he could have just... Well, something with it. is it just being an archaeological find of some kind? He could have profited off of that. Yeah, but, had relationships yeah. with museums. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He exactly. He could have had a different kind of fame. I mean, yes, exactly. That's exactly what he wanted was to to carve his own path and make his own mark of success in some way. And now that I'm 
talking it out like that was a big glaring obvious <laughs> option that he somehow overlooked you know but um but i did like that that twist that i was like oh okay like it, you know it's it's really it was figurative not literal after all this time. And it was cool that the one remaining henchman was a native to the island. Yeah. And he ended up leaving Radcliffe stranded there by the cave. So that was kind of cool. Reclaiming the island. <laughs> and and helped uh, our leads escape too. Radcliffe, again, he was awesome. I actually did not hate him. I didn't. Uh, for most of the movie, I was like, oh, you're not like a total asshole. You're, you're actually no. kind of funny. And you're very insistent and you're crossing lines here, but I like you. And then, you know, eventually the movie gets to a point where he's pulling a gun on, on people and stuff. But uh, yeah, we hit the madness crazy. Level. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> hole, that tunnel that they that that Sandra Bullock is sent to crawl through. Yeah. That definitely seemed like too small like maybe she could fit through maybe tiny little daniel radcliffe could fit through you know but there's a moment where she stops because the way it's framed it looks like the the rock the it kind of like the tunneling came to a small hole where there's where she couldn't even fit through basically a pinch didn't it look like that to you it did and uh and then she just had to breathe <laughs> and somehow made it, uh, somehow it was bigger again and she could fit through. I, I like Yeah, it would have been better if they kind of visually did a trick where it was like in her mind that is what it looked like and then they Right. That would have been better. Cuz it actually looked practically like, "Oh, the ro- there's too much rock in this opening here. You can't get through." Yeah. I want to talk about the charcuterie L-shaped <laughs> tables. Oh, well, it's U-shaped. Right? A, well, there was a gap because okay. Daniel Radcliffe's in between it. And I was right. like, you know, in my mind, I love that kind of food. I am mm. very excited about that stuff. Mm. And I just thought it was so beautiful. And then when he brings his jet fighter military Yeah, the door plane, is open. Yeah. It's like bay doors. All these crackers and light cheeses go flying into the air. And I'm like, no, not the charcuterie. <laughs> so... What was funny to me about that was it it kept doing it for a while and it was like pelting Sandy Bullock. Oh my gosh, that was really funny. Yeah, yeah. Any other uh, things that you really wanted to tackle and touch on with this film? That sequin suit was ridiculous and I like how they eventually tore it apart. That was great. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And used it as a distraction. Yeah. Because it would so be... one cool thing would, they did together. Yeah, it would be a flair to, mm. to, you know, get people. But it was fun. It was a really fun moment. I, okay, so guys, first of all, not every movie needs a, a, a credit sequence. For crying out loud, we don't need to do that. But there is a credit sequence in this movie. I'm not sure that it is really that necessary, but mm-hmm. it's basically of Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum in a in a in a At meditation, that meditation retreat that he went on. In a yeah. meditation retreat, and somehow Brad Pitt appears behind them, meditating with them, and. He's clearly, like, actually there because they both see him. I was hoping it would just be a, you know, you're connected spiritually now. 
Uh-huh. And because you're meditating now, Brad Pitt has appeared to you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> but no, but that's not it. He goes into some explanation about how we only use 10% of our brains or whatever. It's like, no, you were shot in the head. You you look too okay to have been shot in the head. How is this possible? I, I just it did not make sense as a scene and i don't even it was probably one of the weakest things about the movie it's like this is what you want to leave us on is this note like what it's it's a wtf note for me and then when the movie ended perfectly fine before that yeah i don't know what their goal was there i don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah i think that's that's about it i loved it it was great all right So those are our thoughts on The Lost City. What did you think about the movie? Feel free to email us at thegibsonreview at gmail.com. Shanna, where can people find you online? You can find me at Shanna Paxton Photography on Instagram and on Flickchart. You can find me at Spellbinding A. Excellent. Go to thegibsonreview.com. You'll find uh, most episodes of the movie Lovers on there. For some reason, I'm having a hard time getting the most recent episode embedded on there with uh, SoundCloud's code. I'm not sure why. But you can also go and listen to this episode as you are right now on any streaming platform that you love. Go also to social media, facebook.com slash the Gibson Review, or on Instagram, the Gibson 99 I do bracket polls there at the time of recording. We are finishing up your favorite directorial debut the winner of the 20th century bracket of directorial debuts was quentin tarantino's reservoir dogs that will be going up against your your pick for 21st century directorial debut and uh, the winner there will be your favorite of all time uh look for favorite action movie bracket there soon also on the gibsonreview.com look for the latest feature article tracy and hepburn a review i go through all the spencer tracy and katherine hepburn movies review and rank them i hope you appreciate that and make sure you do listen to episode 129 of the movie lovers where we count down our uh, favorite action movies and the next episode one episode 130 where we review Morbius and count down our favorite vampire movies. Look for that on April 26th, a Tuesday, as always. Until then, keep loving the movies. This is Jeff and Shanna saying... Bye-bye.